Welcome everyone back to the Athlete Maestro Podcast, the sports education podcast that helps young athletes like you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host Tola Ogunlewe and this is episode 856. It takes regimented technique training, replay your best performances and tune out the noise let it motivate you. He's widely regarded as one of the best fast bowlers in modern day cricket. He is the fastest bowler to take over 100 one day international wickets in cricket. Today, on the show, Australian star Michelle Stark. Versatile athletes always have a tendency to succeed at the highest level. Mitchell Stark is one of those athletes. He started playing cricket at nine years old as a wicket keeper and a little bit of a batter, so to speak. Little did the world know that he was going to make a name for himself as a fast bowler. That's the thing with versatile athletes. Stark attended Homebush Boys High School and was part of the first grade cricket team. While a member of Barella Sports Cricket Club in Sydney, Stark would wicket keep and bowl in the same innings. Funny thing is Stark didn't really have an ambition to play professionally for his country at any point in time. He didn't nurse that dream, you know, from a young boy of representing Australia. However, everything he did kept leading him there. By the age of 19, he made his debut for his home state of New South Wales. This was after his junior coach switched him from being a wicket keeper to a fast bowler. Just a year later, he would earn his first international call-up and make his ODI debut against India. In 2011, he made his test debut against New Zealand. From then on, there was no turning back. 2015 would be his coming out party at the Cricket World Cup. Prior to the World Cup, he became Australia's leading wicket taker across all forms of first class and international cricket. At the World Cup, he was a leading wicket taker with 22 wickets at an average of 10.0 and an economy rate of 3.5, which means games and innings played to the amount of wickets that were taken. It was no surprise that he helped Australia win the World Cup, defeating New Zealand in the final. Stark was named Man of the Tournament for the World Cup in 2016. During the second test match of Australia's tour of Sri Lanka, Stark took his 100th wicket. That same year, he was named in the World Test 11 by the ICC and Cricket Info. In 2017, he won the Allen Border Medal for the best test bowler. That same year, he reached 1,000 test runs making him only the 14th Australian cricketer to take more than 100 wickets and score more than 1,000 test runs. In test cricket, of course, in 2019, during the World Cup, he became the quickest bowler in terms of number of matches to take 150 wickets in one-day internationals. He did it in 77 games. During the same tournament, he became the first fast bowler to take three five-wicket hauls 
at the Cricket World Cup. He finished the tournament with 27 dismissals, an all-time record for most wickets as an individual in a single World Cup. Today is your mentor, guys, and there are three lessons that I want you to learn from Mitchell Stark. And the first one, guys, straight into it, is that it takes regimented technique training. It takes regimented technique training now you see you you have athletes right you're going to see some athletes who um participate in their sports who play their sports you know and one of the first things that comes to mind one of the first things that you see is how technically sound they are you know so you more or less sometimes term it you know the fact that they are gifted you use that word gifted right you see the point with those athletes and i'm going to relate this back to mitchell stark is that you see it takes regimented technique training you see you see any athlete in the world who is technically sound a standout you know in terms of how they play their sports how graceful they are whatever it is that they do it takes regimented technique training then you see the athletes right who you know it doesn't appear like they're naturally gifted but you can tell that a lot of the technique that they have for their sport is learned it's the same thing it takes that regimented technique training. Now, you'd have heard in the intro when I talked about Mitchell Stark being, you know, a wicket keeper when he first started out and a little bit of a, uh, of a batter, so to speak, right? Now, the change of what you see today as one of the premier fast bowlers in the world, 2015 World Cup dominated, 2019 World Cup also dominated as well. You see, all of that was from when his coach his youth coach his junior coach right switched him from being a wicket keeper to being a fast bowler and you see the only way that he was able to do that or he was going to be able to do that is through regimented technique training now, so when we say regimented technique training what exactly do we mean something that is very strictly controlled or you can say something that is too organized and control so you see whilst it might have a negative connotation in the sense that you know there is lack of freedom so to speak to do anything else or to do things in a certain way while it might appear that way right you see what you cannot take away from that is that when you are trying to achieve a particular goal especially as it relates to technique in sports you see you cannot do without that regimented aspect why do i say this see when you start playing your sport right there are certain you know it's just like um, um the way you write the hand you use to write the way you walk certain things that you grow up learning you see those things always have a way of sipping into the foundations of who you are why because you don't have to think of those things to do it you know i tell you to walk now you don't have to think how am I going to work? You just get up and work, right? I tell you to write something. You don't have to think, how am I going to write? You see, it's the same thing that applies to sports. And that's why you see, let me use tennis as an example. So lawn tennis as an example. That's why you see athletes, right? Who play lawn tennis, who at certain points in time, they need to change certain technical aspects of their game. So maybe they need to change their serve. Maybe they need to change their grip when they're playing the forehand, when they're playing the backhand. You know, I remember many years ago that Rafael Nadal, because he kept having injuries, he had to change the grip of how he held his racket for his forehand swing. You see, those things, because of how you are learned 
to play your sports, how you had learned to surf, how you had learned to swing, it can only take regimented training for you to change that. So it's not something that you're going to do haphazardly. It's not something that you're going to do when it's convenient for you. It's not something that you're going to do when you have the time, so to speak. No, it's going to take regimented technique training. Why am I using this as an example? You see, because everyone sees the success that Mitchell Stark you know, has today and all the records he has broken, how he has achieved all the things that he has gone on to achieve in the sports. Well, you see, people do not see the beginning of that journey when he had to make the change from being a wicket keeper to being a fast bowler. Many might think that, oh, he just changed. No, he took regimented technique training, something that was very controlled, very specific. And you see, one of the things that you always have to have at the back of your mind, guys, is that the older you get in sports, certain things solidify, so to speak. It's like clay, right? So when you start out molding it, you start out molding it. Yes, it's soft and all of that. You know, the minute the sun begins to beat it, the minute water begins to add to it, right? It begins to solidify to the point that you're no longer going to be able to press it. If you want to make any change, you're going to have to break it, mold it again from scratch because what you already have before is already solidified so guys if you're struggling technically with any part of your game you know passing throwing whatever it is and you are worried as to why you are not able to improve why you are not making progress right maybe what you need is that regimented technique training something that is very controlled something that is very organized something that you know that this is the goal that we are trying to achieve and we are not deviating away from it number one lesson guys from mitchell stark it takes regimented technique training number two lesson guys that i want you to learn from him is replay your best performances replay your best performances i tell athletes this all the time right i said look on your phone on your computer on your tablets whatever electronic device it is that you use you see you have to have a highlight reel of your best performances you have to have a highlight reel of your best performances i for example whatever it is that i'm involved in the podcast law whichever one it is i have a compilation right of my best performances so if it's law I have a compilation of judgments that I've written, of applications uh, that I've argued and won. If it's the podcast, I have reviews from you guys, both written and audio format, whereby when I feel a little down, when I feel like, quote and unquote, I'm not on form, you know, these are the things that I go back to listen to. These are the things that I go back to read. And what do they do? They remind me, right, that I am good at what I do. They remind me that whatever it is I've achieved, whatever it is I've done, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't an error. It wasn't by mistake or, or whatever it is. It is because I deserved to have that. And you see, that's one of the things that Mitchell Stark does as well. Now, in the intro you heard, 2015 World Cup absolutely tore the place apart. He was named man of the tournament, helped Australia win the entire tournament, took countless wickets and of course that obviously added to his record and and what he went on to have or what he currently has 
as far as wicket takes in the World Cup is concerned. Now, going into 2019 before the World Cup, he was struggling for form. He was having a difficult period, you know, for whatever reason. He wasn't playing his best and everybody knew that, ah, come on, man, this is not the Michel Stark that we know. What exactly is going on? Now, what Michel Stark did was that he spent months, months, not days, not hours, not he spent months before the 2019 Cricket World Cup studying replays of his stunning performances, his stunning form at the previous World Cup in 2015 when he dominated. And what was the reason for this, right? The reason for this was simple. He wanted to rediscover the inspiration he felt that made him play the way that he played at the 2015 edition and what led to him being named man of the tournament. He studied replays, right, of his stunning performances. So the question I have for you guys is how often, first and foremost, do you have a highlight reel of your performances? Do you have a highlight reel of your performances? That's the first question. Number two, if you do, how often do you study it? How often do you watch it? How often do you go back? Even if it's just to feel the emotions that you felt at that point in time, how often do you go back to do that? Right? Or do you just have the highlight reel, you never watch it? Or you don't even have any highlight reel at all? So when you are struggling for form, when you are in a difficult phase, when you are in a difficult spell, you have to make difficult attempts to reignite the inspiration or the passion or whatever it is. Why don't you start on a better foundation? You see, it's more difficult for you to try to do it from the start yourself, right? But it's easier when there's something to work on. And that something to work on, right, is a highlight reel. It doesn't have to be video, right? It might be text that people have sent you. Oh, amazing performance today. Like you were an absolute beast. Oh, you were you were good. It might be voice notes that someone sent you. Hey, I just watched your performance. You did amazing well. Save all of those things. Have a folder on whatever electronic device you use so that you can call back on them at critical times in your career when you need to rediscover form, when you need to rediscover why you're doing this, what led you to do this, and all of those things number two lesson guys from mitchell stark is replay your best performances and final lesson guys is tune out the noise or let it motivate you tune out the noise or let it motivate you now one of the things that you're never going to be able to guard against as an athlete is people talking right you're never going to be able to guard against it people are going to say things oh you should have done it this way you shouldn't have done it that way um, you're not good at what you do. I just talked about replaying your best performances to combat that. You know, criticism, left, right, and center uh, would always come. It comes with the terrain of being an athlete. You see, what you have is that you have two choices, right? You either tune out the noise, meaning that you do not listen to anything whatsoever. You do not listen to any of it. You don't pay any attention to it whatsoever, right? Or two, you let it motivate you. See, what you do not want to do is that you don't want to use whatever it is people are saying 
as a means to prove them wrong because what then happens is that it is now about them on this point guys Mitchell Stark and this one of things that you know he, he fell into a little bit he had gotten so good with tuning out the noise right not listening to it I mean you can talk that's all you can do you know I remember one of the times that um, Serena Williams was doing a press conference and you know there was this criticism from one of this um, I thought it was Serena or Venus can't remember but one of the Williams sisters and there was this criticism from one of the journalists and you know flat out she just says say look I'm not going to worry about anything you guys write or anything you guys say. Why? Because I know that you can never ever play the game the way that I can. You can never play to the level that I can. You can never achieve what I've gone on to achieve in this sport. Point, point blank. Right? She said that straight up. Like, I don't want to worry myself about what you guys are saying. Right? Because I know that when it comes down to it, you're not, you're not going to be able to play. You can't even play. You can't even achieve what i have achieved on this point mitchell stark says i just felt i probably tuned into the noise too much and i guess i went from someone who didn't mind seeing or reading the sort of stuff and taking that as motivation to prove people wrong or take it as a bit of an f you right so this is a guy who had learned to tune out the noise didn't worry about what anybody was saying the opinions that people had if he wasn't tuning out the noise he was using that motivation right just motivation like okay yes let me get up to train let me get up to this he went from that to trying to prove people wrong and you see what happens guys it's a very fine line but what happens when you try to prove people wrong is that you deviate you move a little bit away from who you are you move a little bit away from how you play the game. You know, a perfect example is Floyd Mayweather Jr., right? This is a guy who for years, people have talked about how boring he was as a boxer. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't this. He tuned out the noise. He used it as motivation to continue to win, but he never attempted to prove people wrong because if he wanted to prove them wrong, what he would have done was to find a way to be a more exciting boxer. And that would have taken away from his fundamentals, which was his defensive prowess inside the ring. So, guys, people can talk. The question you have to ask yourself is, am I tuning into the noise? Am I trying to prove people wrong? You see, what you want to do is tune out the noise. Just act like it doesn't exist, right? Or you just use it as motivation, as an inspiration, right to work harder to ensure that you know you you're you remaining on your part but you see the minute that you want to try to prove them wrong you start to deviate from what you would naturally do from who you naturally are how you naturally play your sport and of course that is a dangerous line that you do not want to cross of course gladly Mitchell Stark was able to find his way back but of course not many athletes are that lucky athlete maestro guys episode 856 Mitchell Stark it takes regimented technique training, replay your best performances and tune out the noise or let it motivate you. Tune out the noise or let it motivate you. Head over to the website guys, athletemaestro.com. Check out the free and paid resources that we have for you there. All of it is geared to helping you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals to achieve your sports goals if you haven't subscribed to the podcast 
you haven't left us a rating and review what are you waiting for what your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast know that it's a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe if you have any questions whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from mitchell stark i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day